as was the case in my passages entitled End Times Babylon, Parts 1 and 2, in that examining the nation of Babylon U.S. is most helpful in understanding coming events in these last days, so will it be in describing and understanding God's coming punishment. Both the city of Babylon and the kingdom of Babylon will closely follow suit based on what happens with the nation of Babylon. The nation of Babylon's own Antichrist Chaldeans are ultimately responsible for its problems and its eventual demise. The typical Chaldean caused problems that I addressed in part 2 show that Babylon U.S. is ripe to be punished. And as I also addressed in part 2, Chaldean attacks on the nation will come both from within and from without. Chaldeans are God's primary instrument for punishment, overall, in these last days. Accordingly, I believe that it is best to examine the coming punishment of an eventual destruction on Babylon U.S. According to these two criteria that is, punishment that comes from within, and that which comes from without. These passages will be entitled, God's Coming Punishment on Babylon, Parts 1 and 2, respectively. In this passage, Part 1, I will address those destructive forces of punishment that come from within the country of Babylon. You will recognize these from my prior passages. I will only briefly revisit these, but I will then add new content that is specific to Babylon U.S.'s coming destruction, where applicable. These topics addressed herein include Destruction of God's Vineyard End Times Jacob and His Army's Battle versus Babylon's Chaldeans God's Trap In a very general sense, God's punishment via methods above happens quietly, behind the scenes and begins prior to the tribulation period. The punishment does not involve visible destruction, but instead happens as life appears to go on as usual prior to the real storm. Each of these modes of punishment goes on for an extended period of time and also likely happens concurrently with the others. These are interrelated and they are all tied to the ancient, ongoing spiritual war of Antichrist Chaldeans versus God's people. Destruction of God's Vineyard While I have addressed this topic several times, and in its own passage, the decimation of God's own vineyard is a significant part of Babylon U.S.'s own punishment as well. Scripture says God's vineyard is the house of Jacob, or the house of Israel. A significant population of Israel's people are citizens of last days Babylon. God is very unhappy with His disobedient vineyard who He says have dealt very treacherously, Jer 5:11, most likely due to being members of Chaldean wickedness themselves. In the latter days it is clear that the Chaldeans, who do not necessarily show loyalty even to their own members, are in the process of targeting and ravaging God's vineyard. In many ways, this can be seen as the first wave of God's punishment against corrupt Babylon U.S. In the end times, albeit a silent wave that takes place, even possibly over decades, and continues into the tribulation period. This pruning of God's vineyard happens behind the scenes. It is a very sobering reality that the very powerful Antichrist Chaldean mob can take many lives by a variety of quiet methods without being traced or officially investigated. Ultimately, we know that only a remnant of God's vineyard is spared. These are those who will ultimately come through the purging-slash-refining process similar to that process that I mentioned God's people in the country of Israel will go through in the last days. God had prophetically warned His people, Israel, in ancient days about this very type of punishment that would come at the hands of the Chaldeans, see Dude. ch. 28, as a result of their future disobedience and not serving Him. The scale of punishment on and destruction of God's vineyard at the hands of the Chaldeans is evident in the following scriptures, and many others as well. Their quivers are like an open grave, all of them are mighty warriors. They will devour your harvests and food, devour your sons and daughters, they will devour your flocks and herds, devour your vines and fig trees. With the sword they will destroy the fortified cities in which you trust. Jer 5 15-16 And in that day it shall come to pass, that the glory of Jacob shall be made thin, 
and the fatness of his flesh shall wax lean. And it shall be as when the harvestman gathereth the corn, and reapeth the ears with his arm. Is 17-4-5. It is apparent, especially once the banner is raised by the Jacob army in the last days, and as times become increasingly more challenging for people of God's vineyard into the tribulation period, that some of God's people will return to Him, only through their faith in Jesus Christ. Whether they do or not, once they become more aware that they are targets of Chaldean persecution, many will be forced to become wanderers among the nations. Because of this oppression under the kings of Assyria and Babylon, we are told the following in Scripture. For fear of the oppressing sword they shall turn every one to his people, and they shall flee every one to his own land. Is 50-16. God's people will run as soon as recognize that they are not safe in Babylon U.S. Overall, God's punishment on his vineyard is a foreshadowing of much larger judgment on the nation of Babylon U.S. That is still to come. His people are a sort of proxy and bellwether sign for Babylon as a whole. And God stays true to his pattern of punishing those who punish his people. The Jacob Army's Battle versus the Chaldeans. The righteous Jacob Army mentioned above that represents God's people who he uses to battle against the Antichrist Chaldeans in Babylon U.S. In the last days period. You will recall from my passage about Jacob Part 2 himself, that his battle is a David versus Goliath type battle, but that God gives him unusual strength, which God also does for other members of his Judah remnant army, including the daughter of Zion, and times David, etc. together, they raise a banner to the world and serve as a light to the Gentiles about the Antichrist Chaldean silent war, persecution, oppression and scheming against others as part of their evil intentions. This banner that they raise is foremost a signal of God's coming punishment and eventual war on their home nation of Babylon. On the recipient end of God's punishment themselves, Jacob and his army suffer in conditions of Chaldean captivity, combined with severe persecution, desolation and desertion in their personal lives. Although they are very much beaten up by the Chaldeans, God gives the Jacob army the power to withstand sustained attacks. Jacob and his army are not an organized and conventional army in any sense, but instead are fighting each, individually, in a very unconventional battle with unconventional weapons. Considered together, they are a very small holy, royal, righteous group of an ancient Jewish tribe remnant, Judah, who mostly or all reside in Babylon and find themselves at odds with the massive Chaldean mob, i.e. a great mountain a gang with likely tens of millions of secret oath-takers in Babylon U.S. Alone. Got himself in the battle. How can such a small group battle a massive army? The first and primary clue is that they are empowered by God Himself they are God's army. We learned in part 1 about end times Babylon U.S. That God Himself is present with the Jacob army. I muse that God's presence could be in the form of the end times restrainer slash Holy Spirit. And in Scripture we are told that God, will do His pleasure on Babylon, and that his arm will be on the Chaldeans, is 48-14. Additional scriptures below inform us how the Lord himself is in the fight versus Babylon's Chaldeans. And he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor, therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness, it sustained him. Is 59-16. I have trodden the winepress alone, and of the people there was none with me, for I will tread them in mine anger, and trample them in my fury, and their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain all my raiment, and I will tread down the people in mine anger, and make them drunk in my fury, and I will bring down their strength to the earth. Is 63-3,6. The Lord shall go forth as a mighty man, he shall stir up jealousy like a man of war, he shall cry, yea, roar, he shall prevail against his enemies. Is 42-13. Scripture is very clear that God Himself is involved in this end-time spiritual kingdom war. Remember, however, that until the iniquities, 
lawlessness and evil of the Antichrist Chaldeans is revealed publicly, this remains a quiet, behind-the-scenes battle. Consider also that the Chaldean world rulers, have considerable intelligence via their spy methods, and their power, and they have likely tracked particular bloodlines of God's people over generations, just as they have tracked and kept in power their own Christ-opposing bloodlines in the ongoing spiritual kingdom war. Furthermore, consider that, if they knew the branches of God's people's lineage, for example through tribes of Judah, Joseph, etc., that may produce end-times biblical characters, including the restrainer, it is very likely that they would target, persecute and even attempt to kill these people. At a minimum, they would do everything in their power to keep these people of God's inheritance hidden and unknown to the rest of the world. God gives power to the Jacob army. As shown, God is with the Jacob army in their end times battle, and He gives them tremendous power. The following scriptures show this power, and represent an extraordinarily significant facet of God's punishment on Chaldean-infested, Chaldean-controlled Babylon in the last days. And the remnant of Jacob shall be among the Gentiles in the midst of many people as a lion among the beasts of the forest, as a young lion among the flocks of sheep, who, if he go through, both treateth down, and teareth in pieces, and none can deliver. Thine hand shall be lifted up upon thine adversaries, and all thine enemies shall be cut off. Mike 5-8-9. And they shall be as mighty men, which tread down their enemies in the mire of the streets in the battle, and they shall fight, because the Lord is with them, and the riders on horses shall be confounded. Zek 10-5. Now let's take a look in even more detail at how some scriptures describe the weapons and fighting ability that God gives to Jacob and his army to fight back. Back to the David versus Goliath analogy, scripture tells us that this end times army will destroy and conquer with sling stones, Zek 9-15. Recall that these are unconventional weapons that they use in a war that has righteousness as the plumb line, and happens behind the scenes. Additional indicators of this war as being of the unconventional variety are the use of terms in scripture such as a moth eating a garment or a worm devouring wool, is 51-8. Even so, scriptures below show the force that God provides to his end times portion of Jacob. Behold, I will make thee, Jacob, a new sharp threshing instrument having teeth, thou shalt thresh the mountains, and beat them small, and shalt make the hills as chaff. Is 41-15. Thou, portion of Jacob, art my battle-axe and weapons of war, for with thee will I break in pieces the nations, and with thee will I destroy kingdoms, and with thee will I break in pieces the horse and his rider, and with thee will I break in pieces the chariot and his rider. Jer 51 20-21. Arise and thresh, O daughter of Zion, for I will make thine horn iron, and I will make thy hoofs brass, and thou shalt beat in pieces many people, and I will consecrate their gain unto the Lord, and their substance unto the Lord of the whole earth. Mike 4 13. Quiet destruction before the real destruction. The final result of God Himself being in the battle, combined with His Jacob army's role, constitutes God's judgment on Babylon U.S. and ultimately on Babylon, the kingdom. The following scriptures describe the destruction that will come upon Babylon. By this therefore shall the iniquity of Jacob be purged, and this is all the fruit to take away his sin, when he maketh all the stones of the altar as chalk stones that are beaten in sunder, the groves and images shall not stand up. Yet the defense city shall be desolate, and the habitation forsaken, and left like a wilderness, there shall the calf feed, and there shall he lie down, and consume the branches thereof. Is 27-9-10. And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord, that I will cut off thy horses out of the midst of thee, and I will destroy thy chariots, and I will cut off the cities of thy land, and throw down all thy strongholds. Mike 5 10-11. You will thresh the mountains and crush them, and reduce the hills to chaff. You will winnow them, the wind will pick them up, and a gale will blow them away. 
is 41:15-16. As stated earlier in this passage, this battle is a long-running, quiet, under-the-surface, behind-the-scenes war that the Jacob army started, and it likely continues into the tribulation period in Babylon. Meanwhile, recall that Jacob and likely the small Jacob remnant-slash-flock are saved out of the time of Jacob's trouble. Jacob's battle will likely prove to be a microcosm of a coming larger worldwide battle, which is that which will be between citizens who seek personal freedoms, independence, and liberty versus the worldwide Chaldean-powered new world order that is promoted by corrupt, controlling, progressive tyrants who deceive the masses with false messages of peace and phony pursuits under the guise of so-called social or vigilante-style justice. God's Trap-slash-Snare God Himself says that He sets a trap or a snare for Babylon in the last days, one that its leaders themselves do not even recognize while it is happening. This is consistent with the quiet, unconventional war described herein. God says, you were caught before you knew it, Jer 50 24. This trap is just one weapon God uses in His armory, and that is among the weapons of His indignation, in punishing Babylon U.S. Consider the following scriptures as representing this quiet, surprise trap. But they do not know the thoughts of the Lord, they do not understand His plan, that He has gathered them like sheaves to the threshing floor. Mike 4:12. I have laid a snare for thee, and thou art also taken, O Babylon, and thou wast not aware, thou art found, and also caught, because thou hast striven against the Lord. Jer 50:24. It is reasonable to assume that this trap is related to, and happens concurrently with, the Jacob army battle. This trap is likely an answer to prayers of those in this army, who are fighting on the side of righteousness in this unconventional battle, just as King David was in his ancient day. The prayers of King David in his Psalms reflect this, and are representative, if not prophetic, for current-day saints. A couple of his prayers are below, followed by end times Jacob's warning voicing the same sentiment. Let the wicked fall into their own nets, whilst that I with all escape. Ps 141:10. As for the head of those that compass me about, let the mischief of their own lips cover them. Let not an evil speaker be established in the earth, evil shall hunt the violent man to overthrow him. Ps 140-9,11. Behold all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire, and in the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand, ye shall lie down in sorrow. Is 50-11. This is exactly what will happen. The Chaldeans will become trapped in their own deceitful webs that they weave. This will likely be found as the result of some covert, counter-intelligence-type operation combined with law enforcement that reveals a final outcome with criminal charges. This may explain why we see the destruction of Babylon coming in one day or one hour. Though these times may not be literal, they still imply that judgment happens very quickly. This judgment will spring upon Babylon's blinded Chaldeans and their leaders suddenly, who do not understand the monumental level of iniquity and evil that their cabal is engaged in until it is revealed. Meanwhile, I revealed in my last passage how Babylon U.S.'s leaders in the period leading up to their punishment and demise will be in a state of confusion and will be confounded because of this trap that God sets. They will become increasingly frustrated because truth will disappear in a dialectic system of Chaldean lies. A couple more scriptures referring to this trap include God, frustrateth the tokens of the liars, and maketh diviners mad, that turneth wise men backward, and maketh their knowledge foolish. Is 4425. Therefore shall evil come upon thee, thou shalt not know from whence it riseth, and mischief shall fall upon thee, thou shalt not be able to put it off, and desolation shall come upon thee suddenly, which thou shalt not know. Is 47:11. Babylon's leaders will very soon come to realize what Jesus meant when he said, A house that is divided against itself cannot stand, Mark 3 25. 
eventual destruction brought on by the trap. In my last passage, I described God's trap as being the same as the sickness, wounds, or sores of Babylon that cannot be healed. It is also the force that causes Babylon U.S. thick wall of deception to fall. The wall, you will recall, represents the massive scale of Babylon's secret occult, false god, false idol-driven wickedness and sinful, deceitful practices. These practices and criminal activity divide the oppressors from innocent citizens. The following scriptures show God's decisive punishment on Babylon U.S. In return for its wicked games of illusion, magic and sorceries. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee, for thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. Rev. 1823. But these two things shall come to thee in a moment in one day, the loss of children, and widowhood, they shall come upon thee in their perfection for the multitude of thy sorceries, and for the great abundance of thine enchantments. Is 47-9. Wherefore thus saith the Holy One of Israel, because ye despise this word, and trust in oppression and perverseness, and stay thereon, therefore this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall, whose breaking cometh suddenly at an instant. And he shall break it as the breaking of the potter's vessel that is broken in pieces, he shall not spare, so that there shall not be found in the bursting of it assured to take fire from the hearth, or to take water withal out of the pit. Is 30-12-14. Once revealed, Babylon U.S will be found to be a completely lawless, uncivilized society. This wickedness that reaches to the heavens will be uncovered for the world to see. Babylon's sins had been previously covered and hidden by a Chaldean web of lies. Again, this will be exposed suddenly, all at once. You may recall the country of Israel's and its leaders coming shame, once its own sins are exposed in the last days. It will be so bad and embarrassing for them that they will not even fight the invaders and plunderers. A similar shame will come upon Babylon U.S. Might this be the time that all of the Babylon Chaldeans' sins worldwide become known? The Chaldeans likely keep detailed records of everything that their member slaves do. Meanwhile, we are told that Babylon U.S. will ultimately become an astonishment and a hissing. Tilda. The results, outcome and truth about decimation of God's vineyard and a host of other atrocities and crimes committed worldwide at the hands of the Babylon Kingdom's Antichrist Chaldeans will be revealed, likely early in the tribulation period. This is my personal estimation. At that time, God will invite punishment onto the nation of Babylon by external, countries, forces around the world. I will discuss this next wave of punishment in my next passage, part 2. Finally, the discerning reader might consider the following in our current environment of what has been called the COVID-19 pandemic. Might this in some way be related to the spiritual battle that is taking place overall between the Antichrist Chaldeans and God's people? How might the destruction of God's vineyard, the Jacob Army War, and God's Trap discussed here in relate to this current COVID-19 situation? Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.